<laughs> Jansen, one through four. Seven. Okay. Four. Uh, three it is. Okay, three. No, he said seven. He said four. We're going this one. <laughs> what? You got your iPad ready? Yeah. You're entering the vicinity of an area adjacent to a location. The kind of place where there might be a monster or some kind of weird mirror. These are just examples. It could also be something much better. Prepare to enter the scary door. Ordering in Wonderland, the Twilight Zone review. of the bourgeois they do not sip wine they gulp it down like a soft drink they do not caress women they devour them they do not sniff at the essence of a rare perfume no they try to jam it into their nostrils Boris, the gentleman will die indeed he will but i want him to die with finesse with subtlety and a, a degree of thought that is a good death. I did not know there was a, a good death. And a bad death. Uh-huh. A good death is the death of art. A bad one is the death of a butcher. This you is how I lose monetization. You will have your death tonight, Boris. Within a few hours. But we will have killed with artistry and not with a meat cleaver or an explosive bullet or any other of the butchers too no no this death will be like a ballet the cast of characters you can play through that thing like at least four more times this is the latter the intended victim who may or may not know that he is to die be it by butchery or ballet his name is major ivan kuchenko he has, if events go according to certain plans, perhaps three or four more hours of living. But an ignorance shared by both himself and his executioner is of the fact that both of them have taken a first step into the Twilight Zone. Welcome to LIW, the Twilight Zone review. I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Lanks. I'm Adam Wilcox. I'm Jansen Carlin. We did it! Yay! We did it! We're never we... fucking doing it again. I hate it. <laughs> He just wants to be pissy. I changed his name in our group chat to everything or everything shitty, and he immediately changes it. Something else. <laughs> I, I, I was the only him, one that that I'm, noticed it for like for like at least twenty minutes. <laughs> I both that we call him Grumple Stiltskin. Oh man, listen, dude, I get my kicks being the grumpy old man of the group, even though I'm the youngest guy here, by far, and sexy. Thank you. Just want to rub beards with you, like. <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> it looks like it, it. Does it smell like, like hamster bedding? What? Does it smell like hamster bedding? <laughs> what my beard? Yeah, my beard smells like <laughs> pissing <and> droppings. <laughs> Is that beard oil or musk? Sex and rock and roll, dude. Oh, today we're doing uh, the you Jeopardy room for my breakfasts. We're doing the Jeopardy room. <laughs> For episode 201 of the show, 529 of Twilight Zone, the Jeopardy Room. Oh, shit. I think I watched the wrong one. The Geo Party Room. Just kidding. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Anyway, guys, uh, can I just say... um... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Not, Not even a golfer's club. Like, they can get a solid... Well done. If I had the mic right here. Bro, fucking no. Nice. Beginning to end, pleasantly surprised. I gave it a 10. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yes. It's a 10 out of 10 out of 10. It is the most tennis episode I think I've ever seen. It was. Talking about Landau or the show? Wait, what? The show. Landau's a 10, dude. The episode. You got Chen? God damn. You could dig a ditch with it. 
Dude, he's, what is your obsession with chins today? <laughs> I don't know. He just wants to like <laughs> got a fetish a, we don't know about. Motorboat dude. everyone's chin for some reason. Taking it up the ass wasn't enough. Now you got to go for the chin. You just gotta bring that up, don't you? Those those, kink, those kinks <laughs> get quirky. I do. I feel yucky. <laughs> yeah, no, don't knock it till you try. By <laughs> your woman. Your Have woman. you tried it since? Hold on. Well, it, no. It's like once you start doing cocaine, uh, caffeine's not going to cut it, man. It's just not. No, it's more like acid. Once you do it once, you're like, I'm glad I did it, but I'm good. <laughs> I don't know. You're, well, you're... That's what acid was like for me. I was happy yeah. I did it, but I'm good <laughs> for the rest of my life. Acid sounds yeah. terrifying. I did shrooms once. It wasn't even close to acid. Acid's so much better. Better visuals. Frank advertises and endorses acid. I know. I seriously say everybody should do it at least once because, god damn. Nah, I'm good. Watching it. I see how you read, dude. It's fine. I'm off the (laughs) (laughs) My schooling was way over by then, bro. I was already. Listen, dude. You were were a guinea pig to your parents. Like, don't lie. All right. You may not remember it, but they were, you were dropping acid before you even knew about it. Or he was like no, super smart meth. before that. It was meth, Jansen. <laughs> yeah, Frank had a 200 IQ before he dropped acid. It was meth and about seven different home remedies of of do it yourself abortions. Okay. I I'm not even joking. It's not even a joke. It's sad actually. Yeah, I guess bringing it down, dude. <laughs> so in the Jeopardy room, uh, <laughs> we got two assassins across uh, in a room. He, the one guy's sniping with a handgun for some fucking reason. It's got a butt on it, dude. Still, there's better weapons at this point. Of course, but that's the only one that you can take apart and put into a little briefcase. Jansen, Jansen, Jansen. That was the only gun that the episode could afford. It was laying <laughs> around too, from a previous too, episode, man. I'm sure. Absolutely, but I think it was perfect. That's the assassin's weapon of choice in that era. I, I can imagine uh, Richard Donner was like, gun. is that the only fucking gun you got? Fine. Jerome it's a briefcase gun, dude. Like, it's perfect. I thought it was top-notch. It looked like a Luger. but like It a needed a, uh, like a stock on the end of it, at least. Yeah. A stock and a scope. It's yeah. the same gun that like uh, Han Solo's blasters. <laughs> it totally is Han Solo's blaster. No, it's made it, out of that gun. Yeah. It blasted holes like this through the window. <laughs> Yeah, that thing is a fucking hand cannon. It, it, it had like seventy-five bullets in it. One point, yeah. it goes at one like, point, it went fully auto, and yeah. I was like, "Wow, that's good. that's one of the reasons why this is a nine. It's a nine. It's a good score. But it's a nine. It's not a ten. Shut up. You don't know anything. I'm not holding yeah, that against it. You're in the Navy. What do you know about handguns? <laughs> Nothing. I just it's All you know one, 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 one of the few things that I, I was like, wait a minute now. Wait if a it's minute. not a large number in millimeter, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> 187 millimeter. Yeah. What do you mean? You don't care. Yeah. If you got a snipe, you'd want a small gun, especially when you're that fucking close to that apartment. But he yeah. could have killed him with a broomstick if he sharpened it. It just yeah. seems like something with a barrel would have made a little bit more of a sense, you know. But whatever. Yeah, those are, those two houses or, or apartments or whatever the hell they are, like from me to the camera. Okay, he could have pulled them out the window. Do you want to set it up first, or can, can we get into some things? Because well, I, I had some questions about this episode. Well, just this, some minor, minor questions. So, yeah, this, what's what's the format for this show? Are we changing that too? No, this yeah. show people have seen the episodes. Okay. When we get to the '80s ones, we'll start. We'll start going like the anthology where we have to explain the episode. Okay, here's my first question. I'm just going to throw this out to anybody who wants to to take it. All right. Okay. okay no. Ready. Uh, they shoot. They're shooting the windows. He's knocking the windows out from the inside, but then they call room service to ring the room. Yeah. Now, room service in this, I presume, in the same building, never hears any of this fucking noise. That is one of my notes. Ever. At all, whatsoever, period. It's a bad part of town, man. Listen, shit happens, okay? I wrote, uh, would you ring? Would you please ring room 963, please? No, the yeah. police are there because all the shooting and smashing involved. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay. No, I, um, I, I jumped off of work today, and I watched these with my little sister, and that was literally the one thing she pointed out. She's like, that's stupid. Um, there would be people up in that bitch at this point. I'm like, <laughs> I was thinking yeah, the you're same right. thing, Jansen. I'm Your like, there's good. my logic switch again. <laughs> You what? Your sister's hood. Phoenix? Yeah, it she's built out of bricks. She, she's uh, ugly. Yeah. It's New York City. 
Yeah, I mean, well, I is it, where's what country is this taking place? That's just it. I'm not really sure what country. It, it, I don't think it's ever actually non-extradition on his way to the United States is what yeah. they're saying. Yeah, I just not remember quite at the United States because so. like, uh, he's probably in Canada, Czechoslovakia. <laughs> and if he's in Canada, then I guarantee somebody heard something. Goddamn it! I don't think Czechoslovakia was a country back then. Yeah, but if somebody heard something in Canada, they wouldn't say anything about it. They'd be polite and be like, "Listen, it's 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 their business. We're not going to get involved. We don't need to worry." What's about all that, that? smashing a boot? Eh? What are you crazy? Send above a case of Molson ice, eh? Yeah. You drinking maple syrup there, eh? How's it taste, eh? Peanut butter. Guys up there all hosed. <laughs> Smashing yeah, out our windows. Yeah, eh? That's honestly my only gripes. I, I, I love the episode. I thought I love the acting. The the suspense was great. The the guy that, that wanted to take finesse and what he did, he was kind of channeling a little bit of Ricardo Maltabon yeah. from uh uh, it reminded me of Khan from the movie Star Trek II: The Ethical. I, I mean, look, guys, when, New York, fine, but in like Russia, like post-war, a couple years, gunshots and crashing yeah. windows is not an odd sound to hear. There, he's not in Russia, though. They 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 established yeah. that he's not in Russia. No, no, but he's, he's not out of he's not out of Europe yet, though. Yeah. No, he's definitely in Europe somewhere. But I'm just thinking. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so nobody can hear all that fucking war. Like, there's no part of Europe that wasn't war. War just. And to be fair, he was on the sixth floor. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because yeah, it was like a and and like they were in like a cove, like. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, get, I get to but, spend my disbelief I mean, enough. Oh, okay, but this is one thing I, I I did want to bring up the scene too, but not from what you were saying about people didn't hear it. I wanted to say that you know Landau killed it because he had one take to do that right. Yeah, he was great. He was and fucking he awesome. Did amazing. Yeah, because yeah, I mean. I'm sure I don't know who I liked more. I didn't know if I liked Landau or the guy that was orchestrating the whole thing. He was a joy to watch. I absolutely loved. Everyone was. Every yeah, everybody that was that was talking was fantastic. I mean. Yeah, Boris sucked. <laughs> Boris like, dude, was there to. You, you just want to murder. You murder, yeah. murder, murder, murder. God damn, Boris. I think it's clever that that somehow Martin Lando knew that that guy was that fucking stupid. It's <laughs> just. Well, <laughs> Could while, you ring the room, by the way? <laughs> while we're talking about Boris, let's let's go to our filthy Twilight Zone. Yes. All right, let's get this out of here. And uh, yeah, Boris is is fucked up. Let's just say that. Yeah. So Boris is here on the left. If you're looking at the screen, if you're on the podcast, you know what I'm talking about. But Boris is here on the left. He's the guy with the Luger sniping <laughs> through the window. The other guy is the the official assassin. I don't know why he has like an assassin's assistant, like he's a magician, but he has a secondary guy with him who pulls he's the trigger. A, he's a protege, a trainee. I, I guess. He makes the cigarette holder look really cool. He loads his cigarette holder. He's yeah, like, he, oh, well, he's the commissar. Very interesting. Yeah. But these two guys are trying to kill Martin Landau across the across the the way, across the alley. The guy, uh, Boris, wants to just shoot the motherfucker because that makes way more sense. The other guy wants to be all theatrical about it. Yeah. But uh, here they are waiting for him. The fox is in the trap. I could make his leave his body from this distance. That would give you pleasure, wouldn't it? Siberia is quite cold, isn't it? I've been told it has a most unfortunate climate. You've been told right. It is a jungle. <laughs> jungle. That's <laughs> uh, marvelous. This is a lovely imagery. Siberia is a jungle. <laughs> <laughs> and now let me tell you something about us. Let me explain the difference between you and me. You are a malcontent, Major. I, on the other hand, uh, I adapt to my situations. I don't have a very large <laughs> And my job, at least the way it's laid out, is a rather a dull one, finding traitors and defectors and doing them. Even when he lies down, I can still aim for his Yes, I believe it, Boris. I know of your prowess. All right. Hey! Bravo, bravo. I did some weird editing there where I cut to Martin Landau so I could change the audio from doing them in to doing them or doing <laughs> away with them into doing them. Bravo, out. dude. Oh. Good shit. <clears throat> oh, that's good stuff. 
Yeah, that was fun. Um, uh, he remind the commissar reminded me of like a Tarantino type villain, like a you know, like he would belong perfectly in a Tarantino film. Christoph uh, Waltz, yeah, Not Christoph Waltz, Waltz a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I just watched Django yesterday. I'm there you go. Yeah, so he's amazing, dude. Yeah, the tooth on the spring killed me. <laughs> right? Fucking crazy. Love it. I love his fucking movies. Uh. Yeah, and 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 Leo was was awesome in it as well. Yeah. Yeah, he was having a good time with that one, dude. He literally like sliced his hand wide open. Yeah, that was smeared his own blood all over her face. She's like, "Oh my god!" That, that's the famous "Oops, let's just keep the camera rolling" moment. Yeah, you know? that, like, yeah, like, that's kind of like uh, what was it in, in um, uh, Apocalypse Now? No, um, when uh, Martin Sheen punches no, the fucking no. mirror and he's all bleeding and shit. <laughs> No, when Kurt Russell grabbed the like priceless freaking guitar and smashed it into a million pieces yeah. in uh, Hateful Eight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, like she was playing it. She knew it was priceless. He grabs it and smashes it. He's like, oh, my God. What you <laughs> well, that's what you get for not telling the guy. Yeah. Not for nothing. It's not like he knew. No one told him. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't think something. He's making a movie as a prop. <laughs> it's like, right. Yeah, I, a, I swear, Quentin's sick mind was hoping he did it. <laughs> probably. This it's is probably, one of those episodes like, that would have made a... Pay, I'm like, don't you hate guitar players? When just <laughs> it would have made a decent movie. Uh, I feel like it could have made a yeah. movie out of this. It would need something else going on, obviously, but this yes. would have been... Would be a movie? Part, it feels like a fraction of a movie that was adapted would to. have been a good hour-long you know episode. Yeah, it was you know called, I love it was called Hunter Red October. <laughs> I think I think we love this episode so much because I think if I remember correctly, most of us love the obsolete man. And yeah. I feel like this this episode has a lot of the same tones and like could piggyback off of some of that you know, direction you that, say that, that obsolete man was going for. Because uh Kendall B. Hunter on Twitter said uh J J Room is a soft rewrite of the obsolete man in the same way uh, the jockeys rewrite the nervous man in four dollar room. Yeah, I what a fun yeah. and tension laden episode. I don't agree. I don't agree with him at all. What the f- I do. Well, if you think Off about it, this, right? is, this is the version where the good guy gets Soft. away. That's the saving grace because this could have easily just been he finds the bomb, they both blow up. That that would be way too on the nose for obsolete man. But this was this had that, a clever it, ending where kind of clever, <laughs> kind of dumb too. But yeah, but well, yeah, because Rod Rod wrote this way before the Twilight Zone. Yeah. <clears throat> It feels more like an episode of Suspense or Alfred Hitchcock Presents or something like that because there's yeah. no sci-fi in it, which is why, personally, I love it so much. I happen to find myself loving the ones that don't really have any sci-fi, like Obsolete Man and The Silence. Um, yeah, so uh, I recorded uh, something from the Twilight Pwn, so I'm just going to shoot them, shout them out. But he, he said that he was watching this on, from, um, on YouTube, and he... Uh, and he was talking about someone who commented, uh, you know, in the comments below this episode, and I thought it was hysterical, so I recorded it, and I figured I'd share it. So, you know, check them out, Twilight spelled P-W-N, so there you go. Somehow we finished above them in the in that podcasting I shared, and if you guys see that. It's because we're funnier? There's a pod, like, top 15 Twilight Zone podcast, and them, and... Tom Elliott's show are below us, and I was like, "How the fuck did that happen?" Well, I mean, what's what's the one thing that's changed recently? You know what I mean? Like, you're welcome. It's Jansen. <laughs> <laughs> no, the list is old, but <laughs> your name's not on it. God damn it! Anyway, I guess play that fucking clip. How long is it? It's it's short, really. It's like ten that's, seconds. If it's I, okay. eighty-three minutes long. Okay. Oh, like just randomly. This that's always a good. Yeah, place. This this one is just I don't know. It's just funny in its absurdity. A, a YouTube user named Brooklyn Dodger Fifty Nine had this to say: mm-hmm. In the opening scene, I'd have done an ass dance in the window if I were Kurchenko, <laughs> knowing I was being watched by the creep who called me on the phone. <laughs> then I would have invited him over for for vanilla pudding and grape fizzies. <laughs> It's so random. <laughs> great. What the like fuck are great fizzies? I know. Like that's so nineties. <laughs> Honestly, what are great fizzies? Anybody know? It's a fucking yeah, grape soda, dude. It's a what? It's a fucking grape soda. No, they're the, they're the rock candy that you put in your mouth. Oh, oh, yeah. oh! I'm they would not call a drink a fizzy. 
Yeah, it's it's like pop rocks. Okay, kind of pop rocks. Yeah. that's pop bizarre, rock. <laughs> bizarre combination. But all right. Yeah, vanilla pudding and those. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, so that, I just thought it was funny. I, was, I thought it was a funny comment. I laughed. And that's why I wrote a uh, go check out John and Fred at the Twilight Pone instead of us. Yeah, they're all into us. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. They're well, like the the well, dorky version of this show, <laughs> the, the dorky squeaky clean version of our show. Yeah, yeah. The the, the highly edited edited show. Yeah. yeah, I don't believe in editing for podcasts. Clearly, I think it goes against the whole purpose of it. But teach their own. Yeah, depends they, what you're doing. They, if you're doing like a Ken Burns documentary style, like Tom Elliott does for Twilight uh, Zone podcast, that works. Yeah. Or if you're doing like storytelling or yeah. some type of shit, yeah, yeah, that works obviously. But ours, what are we gonna cut out for? It's a conversation. Seconds? It needs to be and suddenly just like over here. Here. yeah, like yeah. we fall under the comedy section of this. He doesn't. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. I think we fall under the fuckery section as well. Yeah, the is. fuck yeah. off. It should, there, is there a section that's just a that's picture of a dildo? We we'd fall there. <laughs> okay, guys. The talk over everybody section. What <laughs> Phoenix? This is kind of we're kind of painted ourselves in a corner because we already gave away our our score, but I still want to do the round table like normal. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I guess mean, I'll, I'll I'm gonna go first because I, I brought it up. You guys can think. I guess. Um, yeah. The, the what I was saying earlier, I like the non sci fi ones most. Uh, the other one's the shelter. That one doesn't have any sci fi elements, and for the most part, until the last few seconds, monsters are doing Maple Street doesn't really have any sci fi. And I love that sort of stuff. Um, some of them have a sci-fi twist at the very end, like our next episode, but I like it when it's a good story told well. And that's all I ever ask. When I when we do the 2019 Jordan Peele one, I don't I don't want amazing episode. I don't want to be like, it's flawless. I just want to be like, that was a great episode in a great amount of time. This one, I felt like I wanted more, which is always a good feeling. You leave them wanting more. Yeah, like we were mentioning, it feels like part of a good, a really good movie to watch. Yeah. But I'm not like going this. This didn't make sense. This was missing. It didn't feel rushed. It didn't feel drawn out. It's the perfect amount of time no. for what they yeah. did here. You know how we're always talking about how did they, where did they spend their time since yeah. you only have so much time to deliver the story? I feel like this was paced perfectly. Yeah. My only complaint about the timing is how quickly he goes crazy and starts bashing out the window and like shoot me, just shoot me. I'm like, it's been three minutes, dude. Like, calm the fuck down. Maybe had like a time well, Yeah, I mean, to, yeah. To be fair, we don't really know. Yeah, we, we don't need to see the three hours of him looking through the room, do we? I don't. It doesn't mean three hours. It's called a time cut. You can do something. Yeah, you show a clock and then you just jump yeah. it. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah. it just felt like when you're watching it in live time, it just feels like. Uh, by the way, Jansen's lame. It just feels like. What? See, check out Adam's name. It just feels oh. like he just goes like, "You're gonna, you're gonna have to find this bomb in the room," and he's just like, "It's not here. It's not there." And then Boris is in the room going, "Is it in the draw? Is it in the Bible?" And he's like, "I don't know." <laughs> and then was it was it the racist or the cripple that did it? I want to know. Did what? Put that on Adam's name. Um, who's the cripple? What if I'm both? No, I'm just kidding. Phoenix is the cripple. Yeah, uh, I did it. No, 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 no. You, Frank, you're 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 a great guy. Oh, I didn't do it. No, I did it. Yeah. I didn't do it. Oh, okay. no. So was the racist. So. Yeah, yeah. It was the claim. <laughs> All right, back to your thoughts. Sorry. No, but uh, I just felt like that could have been. I wish that was. I don't feel like it, it ruins the episode in any way. I just the, my preference. I wish they would have spaced that out a bit. Um, instead of having such a long conversation with him, if they're only going to do it in the span of time, have more of him looking around the room and them talking. I did feel it was weird that he wanted to set up this extra- extravagant death for this guy, and then he sits there with his back against the window being like, I don't know where it could be, <laughs> and he doesn't even watch. He doesn't really seem to yeah. be enjoying it. And Boris is just like, where is it? I'm like, motherfucker, you were the one staring in that room the entire time. How do you not know where it is? Yeah, It's, like, it's, it's almost like this is a little bit of spy versus spy. Yeah, because like, cause I'm thinking about the, the, the actual mechanical workings of this bomb. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, so it arms when you when it rings. Yeah, and he, then he reveals it's in the phone. Up, it goes off. Like, how would he? How would that even? How do you? How do you fit that into the receiver of a phone and have it still work? Like, I, I 
I don't know. It, it's it's in, a it's a small plastic bomb that will only go off after he answers the phone. But kills two guys within ten. I feet. mean, <laughs> it could have been in the base itself. He could have put a couple sticks of dynamite in there. A couple sticks. Of, how big is that fucking phone? I, it's it's an old fucking phone. They're pretty big. It is kind of. They're not stick of dynamite size though. Well, I mean, okay, like, sticks, they, they made dynamites in different sizes, bro. Come on. Well, I mean, you know, just a Who little knows if it was bit dynamite. Of, I mean, he's got connections. Maybe he's he's got maybe, some newfangled compound that nobody else uses yet. It's Cold or War Dino. Like they had back then. That was, you know, just a little bit. Yeah, that's yeah. It. He did say it was a small plastic explosive. But anyway, um, I don't know why he didn't see him do that. Did Boris fall asleep next door? What the fuck happened? Because <laughs> Bo- uh, what's his name comes over and gives the guy wine. Never, ever drink wine ever or drink anything or eat anything your enemy gives you ever 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 dr jones it does not work out it's fucking stupid and and by the way is it possible to build up a tolerance to a, a poison that will knock you out for three hours is it worked in princess bride i don't know yeah i'm just saying i powder what i powder that's what he builds up a, a tolerance to in uh, the princess bride frank do you want the antidote no, just let me die. To the poison. Give me the diamond, not give me the antidote. To I've the poison you just drank. Just drank Dr. Jones. Frank just ruined it by saying no. I, I, I don't know your quote. Indiana Jones, Temple Doom. I've never watched him. That's what he gets. That's what he fucking gets. He loses his square. Well, uh, my thing doesn't make any sense anymore. Oh, there we go. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, these are all visual jokes for the podcast. Anyway, yeah, um, nobody knows what we're talking about. Go to go to Lordy Wonderland Studios on on YouTube. You'll you'll see. Check out the right visual versions. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, I. Oh, but I do like this episode. I like it when it's weird because I love sci-fi, but I like the Twilight Zone best when it doesn't have any sci-fi elements. And I, I don't. What the fuck was that? It's, thunder, I think. Is that thunder floor, or no, you're in. It scared the shit out of me. Is what it did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, the fuck is going on? Anyway, uh, like I think it's like a cut. Hold on, wait. Does it sound like this? No, no, that wasn't it. Way louder. No, it's, it's way, way louder. It's like a kaiju with fucking I didn't hear waking it. up and coming after us or something. Anyway, um, we're getting interrupted a bunch of our sidetracks. So Frank, just go next. Wait, did you just say something about Jews? Yes. <laughs> I said kaiju, asshole. <laughs> no, <laughs> would ignore it. Uh, I mean, he didn't say he'd be kite burger or anything. I mean, oh, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. No, oh, I love that man. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm half Jewish. So. We're all happy campers here. What are we doing now? I don't Is know. it my turn? Okay. So. I just want to. Can I? Can I go? Can you pull out your robes? Your 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 clansman robes. I just want to look at the, the the things on them real quick. Adam, do you mind? I can't see out of the stamps. <laughs> you guys have got to watch Bert Kreischer's new show, dude. That that just reminded me of a part from it. It's fucking hysterical. You'll die laughing. Frank, go. All right, go, Frank. Francis. Adam, yeah, go. So why did I like this? No, I, I'll, I'll go. Why? 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 why I, I just really liked it because you know the acting was That's good. It. You know the, the you know I, I wish there was more back and forth between you know the commissar and Lando, but I I get why there wasn't. You know, um, how he didn't recognize him until he you know put the cigarette in the holster that shocked me because you would think you'd remember the guy that was torturing you in a gulag in Siberia, right? He did remember him. Yeah, after he, not at first though. He had no idea. You no. know, he didn't recognize him at first. Well, but then, I, I think he was a little caught off guard. Like, what the fuck is happening? I got a weird phone call, and all this guy's showing up. Yeah, plus he's on edge because he knows he's defecting. So you know, and he's so close that it's like then that's when it gets the most. It's very high strung yeah. attention. Yeah, <clears throat> but. But don't you think, as a soldier in that kind of a scenario, you'd be even more like hypersensitive, hyperfocused in your surroundings? So the guy that shows yeah. up, that calls himself a friend, um, I mean, wouldn't you recognize his voice at least? I don't know. I mean, it, he recognized him after a minute. It's not a big deal. 
Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you could. They got to it pretty quickly. I'll give them that. You know, um, but you know, but that's about it. So, and, and then, and I thought the commissar had a great evil laugh. I like the laugh. It was a good laugh. Uh, I don't. I mean, it definitely would go into the top five of evil laughs of the Twilight Zone throughout the seasons. It definitely is a contender. I don't know if it would take the top, but I definitely have to hear it, like watch. I don't know. Yeah. It, you know, I I thought it was pretty decent. You know, it, it wasn't over the it wasn't as over the top as other ones are. You know, it was just good enough. You know, just trailed off enough. Did and, it remind anyone else of a Hitchcock movie? It just felt like a Hitchcock. Yeah, movie. Yeah, it, it felt like like the man who knew too much. Yeah. Or, or uh, North by Northwest it had a little bit of that going on too. A little bit of rear windows. You got people staring out a window. Yeah, that's what I liked about it. It, yeah. it felt like part of a spy movie. It was great. Yeah. It didn't feel like Psycho at all. No. no. It's the only Hitchcock thing I've ever seen. <laughs> the least Hitchcock movie that Hitchcock made. Well, well I mean, I, I used to watch uh, uh, Hitchcock Presents as, as a young, younger younger lad. We're doing uh, that tomorrow too. Yeah. But the anthology? Yeah, watch the Hitchcock movie tomorrow that I picked. Or Hitchcock episode, I should say, that we, that I picked. Oh, from after Hitchcock? From uh, the first season. Where where he walks into his fat fucking drawn frame. Yeah, <laughs> it's like one. a racist right. cartoon of a fat guy, and he just walks into it. Like, that's yeah. what this was uh, If you could pay as much as he did, then you probably would, too. You know? He had a sense of humor about himself, so, yeah, he didn't care. Yeah, it's a good thing he was kind of a prick in real life, so... <laughs> And one of the ugliest men you'll ever see in your life. Yeah, he had a type, that's for damn sure. We'll talk about that. The bathroom. Yeah, dude, he, dude, he pulled some. Fuck he up. had a type. He likes short blonde women, or short blonde women with short their hair like short. And if you notice, all of his movies has somebody like that with short blonde hair. He had a type. What like kind of like quarantine uh, Quentin with with like the feet thing? Yeah, kind of like that. Uh, or Frank with Hampton in. <laughs> You know, over ten years. Or like, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that did The Rock and the Transformers movies, Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. He like he, he likes all the young brunettes. Are they CGI too in his movies? Eventually, yeah. Of course they are. Like fucking P P O G. <laughs> anyway, Frank, you done? I, I mean, you know, we're gonna say that. Like stick to the Twilight Zone. We're yeah. gonna try to. So when he wakes up and he's looking and everything, I, I do like how he he tried to escape, you know, even though, you know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, he, he didn't, like, abide by the rules of, um, you know what I mean? He didn't abide by the rules of exactly what the commissar had told him the whole time. He tried to escape. I like that. And, you know, the window scene, I thought that was great and one of the best scenes of the whole entire episode because when you... He nailed that. He had one chance, and he nailed it. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you unmute my mic? What? Nothing happened. So, you're right. He he's across the Phoenix hall. Phoenix is talking, but he's muted, so he's kind of dumb. It's okay. <laughs> that was a joke because I muted him for half a second. Oh. <laughs> no, uh, that was an accident. Right on. Hold on. I think I got something. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay, I laughed at that. Funny. And and then like at the end, I really like how he did finally escape, and then he tried to call them. And you know, dumb Boris, even knowing it's there. But when a phone rings, you gotta answer it. Phone booth callback. You got fucking saw that coming a mile away, dude. Yeah, a mile away. Is yeah, it as obvious love... as the next episode that we watched? Oh Christ! <laughs> I I figure the next episode out in like the first five minutes. They tell it to you. They, she flat out says what happened. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we want to we'll, talk about a remake of another episode that that was already yeah. remade. We'll talk once already. We'll this talk is... about that next. Sorry, I brought it up, <laughs> but I made a mistake. You. Fuck you, Earl Hamner Jr. He just dangled that carrot. In front I know. Of him and I made a mistake, but <laughs> yeah, it's he he gets the phone call and it's supposed to blow up, and he's just like, "Go fuck yourself." And he does what I what I was thinking, which is you can run faster than this guy can get a gun ready, and yeah. shoot across the hallway with a handgun. And it was really cool, like like right in the doorway went beep, 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 beep. like you know the, the, the yeah it was like I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, all of a sudden he pulled out the MG and he had automatic fire. Lugers were uh, really powerful. Yeah, but they're not 
automatic fire like that. Pull the trigger. I don't think uh, Twilight Zone could afford technical advisors. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think if anything that we've learned, that's been fucking proven time over time over oh, time. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> not a thing. The only yeah. time they ever hired advisors was when Rob was writing the scripts. He would get advisors for like military stuff. Or okay. pilot before stuff. season five. Yes, before season five, exactly. <laughs> That's one thing you got to appreciate about modern TV is they definitely like at least try to check their facts, you know, before they they make just ridiculous shit, you know. Unless it's like Fast and the Furious movies or shit like that. Yeah, or uh, the remake of Hawaii Five O. Is it not accurate to Hawaii? It's not accurate <laughs> to just people in general. Like it's just like, like okay, tell me. Do you know any cops that would be using a Microsoft Surface tablet using Bing to fucking find their criminals? <laughs> I'm not making that shit up, all right? Well, or like different. a five-minute commercial for Subway in the middle of the show that's already littered with fucking commercials. Did Michael Bay make Hawaii Five-O? I think he actually produced. Uh, I think he was like a, a, a yeah. has some producer credit. on That would make too. sense then, because that's yep. all he does in his movies. Massive great. in product placement. Knocked me the fuck off of that show. So I just watched. Gonna warn you guys, there's a lot of th- the thunderstorm going on, so it's gonna get really fucking noisy here. Yeah, I just watched the, and this is the last thing I'll say before we get back on track. I just watched Armageddon again for the first time in 15 years, oh. probably. Oof. That movie oh. when they when they're on the asteroid looks so fucking cheap. It looks like a Lost oh. in Space episode. I hate that fucking movie. I, I just heard you, you, it's where do you bring that? Up? I just heard a random fact about that movie. I don't know why, but apparently. Um, What's his face? Uh, Affleck asked, "Was it Michael Bay that fit that to the movie?" Affleck. Affleck. It's a fleck. Say it right. No, it's a fleck. It's Affleck. Anyway, he literally was it Michael Bay who did that. Yeah, yeah. Right. So he asked Michael Bay. He said, "He goes, why on earth are they training? You know, uh, uh, a." You know, uh, people who who you know drill for oil to be astronauts, astronauts be, instead that, of the other way. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it shouldn't it be the other way? And he told him, "Hey, uh, Ben, go uh, shut the fuck up." <laughs> like yeah, that quote. sounds like a Michael Bay answer. Yeah, yeah. And he walked away. That was it. <sighs> that, that that is my trivia for the day for Armageddon. Anyway, I'm not going to totally trash on Michael Bay because I love The Rock. I fucking and, love that movie. I and still then watching movie. Steven Tyler's, you know, daughter, you know, make out with him as his, he sings is just like a level of creepy. It's, it made sense when it was Bruce Willis on her dad and she's all sad. But when it's her her real dad in real life going, yeah. like, singing this ballad to her, like, I just want to hold you in my arms and see you and hold you forever. And she's like, and like that's your real life dad, you fucking weirdos. Well, yeah, and, and he was a, such a he's such a pedophile to fucking begin with. Sick fuck that Steven he is. Tyler, <clears throat> yeah, dude. You never. I mean, he's like the original, but nobody cared at that point. I don't know why. We're, uh, well, I don't want to get off topic. Yeah, well, let's get back to Twilight Zone. Back to Twilight Zone, especially since this is a good episode. We don't have to fucking talk yeah. about. Yeah, we got plenty of time next episode to talk about Stephen Tyler. <laughs> right. Fuck. Um. Yeah, he, he runs out the room, and then uh, he he leaves, and then he calls the room from, from like, the bus terminal, and <laughs> the fucking dumb shit Boris, who just wants to blow his dick off, answers the phone. <laughs> so dumb. I thought he was going to... I As I was watching it, I was like, oh, did he put the bomb without them seeing it inside the little, the little uh, recorder? That little cassette that he played, you know? I was like, that'd be cool if you want to hit play on that and blew up. That'd make more sense to me. It'd be easy. Yeah. But instead, <laughs> Boris is like, boom. But they had to tell him that there was a bomb. It was, so like, it just, was like a cartoon ending. I expected him to turn his beak back around. Set up and pay off. Yeah. It was weird how he recorded himself saying, you've been asleep for three hours. Like, and he ends the take on. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's like it's I didn't even like it almost took me out of it. It was a recording and like it sounds like you're saying it right to him right now. <laughs> it's because he goes, "You've been asleep for an hour." I feel like the, him and Boris were over there like shooting three, shooting three spitballs. Hours, it was it? one hour. He said three hours, didn't he? No, okay. he had three hours to find the bomb. Yeah, he right. he slept well, for an he, hour. He, yeah, but either way, it's like yeah. it, it's just so specific to the yeah. moment that he's in. But they over there cool. like throwing pebbles at him like he, he has to wake up now i put an hour in that <laughs> tape i can't go back and re-record it 
Yeah, go go over and splash some vodka on his face. Wake him up. <laughs> to shoot the gun off once in the air. <laughs> yeah, Adam. Um, yeah, I, I think since everybody touched on everything else, I don't want to just repeat everything that, that everybody else said. Uh, you know, uh, so let's move past that. I think the reason that I went nine is because when it first was revealed, this like he's going to call room service and have them ring the room, and then Boris immediately turns around, and grabs it, and then. I'm thinking, oh, come on, you can't be that stupid. But then I got to stop and think, and I'm like, they have absolutely gone out of their way to establish how stupid Boris is. But then my brain started going off again, like, well, then how does Boris get a plainclothes job like this? Why isn't he, like, guarding dogs or fucking, you know, serving chow to somebody, like, in some fucking little job? Why does he get this job? How does somebody that fucking dumb get this important of a job? You're trying to protect government fucking secrets. But the fact that it happens and the way that they edited it made it so fun that I didn't care. I was yeah. fine. I, I liked it a lot. I, I, I think the nine is more than fair for this episode. I enjoyed it. Go ahead, Frank. What what important job did he have that he was so unqualified? Why for? was he even with that guy? That guy could have done everything himself. He didn't need an assistant. That, why did he have an assistant? It was a training regiment. <laughs> He's a you rookie. Know, it, well, it's, he, he needed somebody that just loved to kill, and he's only there so that he can exposition. That's really his only purpose: no, is to, is no, to exposition purpose... and ask the guy questions like, "Where's the fucking?" Okay, no, no. So think about it, Adam. So okay, the commissaire doesn't want to kill a guy with a gun. He wants to kill him with you know like ingenuity and shit. So he wants to kill him like a James Bond. Why would he go back to the room and shoot at him with a gun? Can, can I ask another question real quick? Yeah. Would this episode have been better? Is if Boris keeps guessing a few more times, and then he's just like, "I'm not going to tell you." And yeah, then, and then and he then, figures it out the, the hard way, no, yeah. or he doesn't figure it out, and he leaves the room anyway. And then we find out the bombs in the phone when Boris picks it up, and no, then we don't I, feel I like, like they're the fucking idiots. They, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to no, I, I just think I, I was. I'm just posing the question. I haven't really thought it through yet. Would it be better I, that way? Is if we found out at the same time Boris did where the bomb is? I would say no. I would say. It was cool that Boris did that, so we found out where it was before, you know what I mean, Be before it went off, because then, you know, when they're in the room and the phone rings, you're like, oh, are they going to pick it? You know, yeah, otherwise when he went, no, it wouldn't have had any weight to it. Yeah. Exactly. And then all of a sudden it blows it up. Would've. Oh, it was in the phone at the end, you know, it's, you yeah. know, we knew it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, so yeah, I thought it was cool. I did too. I'm just curious if it would have been how that would have went as if I was really did. glad that Martin Landau got away because like, like we had said earlier in another episode, this would have ended with everybody just dying and like, yeah. oh, you know, war as hell. Let's tune in next week for, you know, yeah. smoke them if you got them. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it would have made it better only because like then we would have been left with the question like, you know, was it the phone? Like we we why why didn't the phone go off earlier or what if he was bluffing and there never That's, was a bomb that would have been clever too though sure but we didn't get the question or we, we got the question answered before it happened right the reason why it, it didn't blow him up when he picked it up the first time is because it needs to ring first yeah so he explained that to us so because that was one if, one way I that think if he mind, didn't tell him it would have ruined it my mind was thinking like well what if he's just fucking with him and there is no bomb and he just his finesse finesse is him wanting to drive him to insanity but then when he gets ah, there the too window. quickly, it's like, ah, no, no, no. That's, yeah. you know, Enough. But it's, it, it, a simple little edit with the time lapse, like showing the, the, the hand on the clock going a little bit faster would have gotten that out yeah. of the way a lot quicker. We saw a window. We saw a crazy guy. Yeah. If he goes crazy thinking there's a bomb, well, out the window. We know the Twilight Zone. Yeah. And we know Major's at least smart enough because at one point he does try to grab the sheets off of his bed and hide the window, at least for a split second. I'm like, well, that's I, I would have tried that Until too. Until he shoots a hole no. in the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a perfect circle. A 50 mil goes through it. <laughs> <laughs> it goes through that sugar glass perfectly, goddammit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just, that was uh, great, though. You know what my cool is like a Watchmen ending where he's like, he thinks he gets away or... Right before he picks up the phone for the bomb, he's just like, oh, by the way, that poison I gave him is long-lasting. It'll kill him after a day. Yeah, he hangs up the phone and he's like, Ugh! Yeah, he's just like, ha, gets in the train and the train has to stop. Yeah, the, the Russian version ends that way. Yeah. 
<laughs> Don't <laughs> fuck with us. Right <laughs> All right, Jansen. Oh, my love. <laughs> Fucking asshole. I've been muting Jansen every time he unmutes it for the last Dude, like, five he's minutes. Such a cock. I hate you so much. <laughs> so, um, I I really I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Uh, yeah, hands off, motherfucker. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I thought that kind of like what you guys were saying before about um John Van Drelen being like a little bit Christoph Waltzy the way he speaks. Yeah. He's he's very proper and he's like his delivery is exceptional. Like it really it really draws you into the story because he's such an interesting character. So I really appreciated that. Carl Stilt's gonna fucking hate you. <laughs> um so that was that was the big um eye opener catching piece of it for for me. Um and then on top of that it, you add in the the similarities between this and um uh what the fuck is it called we were just talking about it obsolete nobody's man. paying attention to me anymore it's fine obsolete man obsolete man yeah yeah thank you um nobody's paying attention <laughs> fuck you <laughs> i would never got that I, phoenix is I, loitering I, in wonderland I, <laughs> I i was paying attention <laughs> okay I, i'm the uh, one that answered you <laughs> Frank is, uh, I, Frank is I, I somewhere else. I thought it was a fun episode. I thought it was like, I don't know, it was refreshing to see this far into the series that they could still turn out something like this high quality and um, with as little input as they had from Rod and the whole thing at the, towards the end. But um, that's it. It's, t- it's a solid 10 out of 10 for me. I, I think it, they held it together really well. Yeah. Like, um, it, I mean, it's a... It, I'm 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 really glad that Rod, at least one of Rod's scripts went out swinging like yeah. I am yeah. boss motherfucker. And, and this is a good redemption too because you guys hated the fucking one with uh, the the Captain Bly want to be in it. That was directed by Richard Donner as well, but so is this one. So he he did some good ones and he did some ones that you know maybe people didn't like as much. So yeah, it's it's way fucking better than our next episode. Huh. <laughs> Uh, as far as season five goes this is fucking out of the out of this world this episode it doesn't belong in a season no it belongs in alfred hitchcock presents but it also if we're going to put it in twilight zone it belongs in like seasons one through three it belongs somewhere in there closer to obsolete man Maybe they should have gone back to Rod's old scripts. Maybe they should have just kept doing shit like that. You think? Yeah, I do. Anybody? <laughs> Frank is passed the fuck out. No, no, I'm just curious. I'm just, I'm just. Frank is the opposite. Yeah, because you, you know, freaking Zickery, you know. Oh, uh, you're going through the book. Can you read? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, I was actually uh, intrigued by what No, I'm literally asking you, can you read? <laughs> All right, so here we go. The Jeopardy Room, in quote, is a, <laughs> is a gripping little political thriller acted with intensity by John Van Drelen and Martin Landau, last seen in uh, Mr. Denton on Doomsday. Oh, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> do, you, do you want to sing the song? Never mind. Uh, anyway, so uh, like Serling's previous The Silence, this has no fantasy element in it at all. Nonetheless, the battle of wits between predator and prey is fascinating. Pause. Major... You know what, Jansen? What? What's up, buddy? I was trying to write. The man below me has a hamster, hamster bedding smelling beard, but I, I was getting too sidetracked. I had to delete it. So we were both thinking the same thing, but you got it first because I, I had to get the show back on track because nobody was speaking. So Frank, so continued. you weren't loitering in Wonderland at the very end. There I was. Okay, Frank. Sorry, sorry, Francis. Phoenix is a massive thunder contest. Yeah, I'll take it. It says massive in it. I'll take it. Fuck yeah! It's not a good thing. Even though it's a giant pussy, but all right. Uh, it's giant, but, though. Bigger than yours, Frank. Hey, Bigger than yours. A lot wetter than yours. Mm. That's fine. I don't know what that is. Adam Dell. Okay, so uh, <clears throat> the major weakness of the Jeopardy room here, it's the major weakness, is, the, in the, is in its finale. 
It is simply preposterous that a Soviet assassin would knowingly enter a room containing a live bomb, which he himself planted after he has seen his intended victims escape. This is done merely so his non-too-bright assassin assistant can accidentally set it off, killing both of them and providing the peace with a happy... Frank can't hear me in the live show, but you can hear me in the podcast. He's a real tool. Yeah, uh, it's... it's, I agree, but also I kind of th- I figured it as he just assumed the other guy wasn't so fucking dumb. Yeah, it's like I told you where I it mean, is. Maybe that's stupid. stupid, and you're like, well, yeah, he's been that big of a fucking dumbass for the entire show. So it's like he isn't it's that like, hey, dumb, but it's like, hey, Mark, the episode had to end. <laughs> what what I mean, ending would he have preferred? Nitpicky as shit. Really, that's is. what. See, my ending would have worked where he had the bomb in something else. He he moved the bomb without them seeing it, and put it in the in the little tape recorder thing. Oh, because that's what he picks up. Yeah, because yeah, he, he would hit play or something like that. You know, just not even thinking about it because he knows the bomb's not in there, and then yeah, it blows up. Yeah, it's it's not like they had full view of the entire room. Yeah, or there is no bomb, and the guy goes, "There's no terror in the bang, but the anticipation of it." Martin Lando just shoots him through the window because he snuck yeah. over to the other apartment. The fucking, yeah. <laughs> Twilight Zone just t- totally references Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. You know, you know, Phoenix, that ending would have worked for me. Yeah, me too. Yeah. You guys are dicks. You're paying my hotel bill. He is kind of right, though. I mean, like, the first thing he would have done when he walked into the room with a live bomb is disarmed it. So... I still would have enjoyed to see the whole like, but I liked it. You so know, like, like uh, I, I mean, look, I have a huge problem with Reservoir Dogs. All right, huge problem. I still love the movie. Oh I God, here we problem. go. Chance, what are you saying? I wasn't gonna really say anything, uh, but I was just trying to shut Frank up. It's fine. Okay, it worked. Well, I'm just saying, like, I can hate something out of a plot and still love. Yeah. He, yeah. Just so you know, Francis, he muted your mic whenever you were going to tell us what you hated about Reservoir Dogs because I didn't know you're I so wrong. Go into it, I wasn't going to into why I hated oh, okay. it. I was just saying I hated the plot. Of, a plot I'm, I'm hovering the mouse the over it. I'm hovering the mouse over it. I'm not I'm going into it. Okay. I'm not. I think it would have been funny is if instead of them going in and blowing up, he just left the bomb on the phone, and then like a week later, they just show a couple like and their kids on the bed (laughs) 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 on their honeymoon, or the maid gets a call. The maid goes in to clean the phone. (laughs) No, it has to get a call though. Oh, that's right. The front desk calls her. You see a whole scene of like the. Yo, I have one question. Did Martin Lando have the first fucking cell phone? Like what the. What did what did the front receptionist have an army phone too? How do you get cell phone out of him standing in front of a payphone? No, no. Did, uh, I'm sorry, not Marlando. Um, the commissar. Van, yeah, the commissar. Van Bur- what was his name? He's in the bedroom. He like to ring the phone. He's like cranking it. He might have had one of those World War II phones. That's what which, I'm saying. Which so would what, not call. Front, so so did phone. the front desk of the hotel have <laughs> another army phone that you could have they, a radio frequency phone? It, one of those. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. what what. Well, you know, I mean, we start using radio frequencies for our cell phones. I mean, don't get, get twisted. So it's like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So I assume he used the phone from his room, from his hotel room. And, yeah, but so, but no, it, it, you, you've seen it. It was a box. You had to crank it to, and hung up and, you know, crank it again to call her again. Remember? He might have spent like masturbating furiously next to the phone. <laughs> Does anybody else want powered by Does anybody else want to Frank? I wholeheartedly remember what you're talking about, Frank. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I what's have up? no, I have no answers for what the fuck was going on with that. Uh, I was just like, what did the, the, the front receptionist have a Russian army phone that she could answer? Must have. And then and then transfer the Russian army phone to his like that that technology just didn't. Well, exist. I mean, it, everybody's in the KGB, so she must have one. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I love this episode through and through. Oh, I love Good it. Shit. So it's Jansen's turn. Right? No, I already went, fucker. Did we? We're done. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Can you go again? No. Ten out of ten. <laughs> Shut it down. Uh, fine. Outro. Um. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're at fifty-six. So yeah. Um, right. I'm sorry, sir. The line seems to be disconnected. I'm unable to reach your party. 
for Siri. It's all right, operator. I, I have reached them. Flight 17, Transocean Airways, now departing for New York City via Belgrade, Rome, London. All aboard, please. Belgrade, London. Okay, now we know. On his way west. On his way to freedom. A freedom bought and paid for by a most stunning ingenuity. And exit one Commissar Vasilov, who forgot that there are two sides to an argument and two parties on the line. This has been The Twilight Zone. Uh-huh. For me, go to LAWstudios.com. Mr. Serling, oh. next time out on The Twilight Zone, we enlist Debated. the talented typewriter of Earl Hamner Jr., and present a stunningly conceived show called Stopover in a Quiet Town. It will star Barry Nelson and Nancy Malone, and it will provide the kind of shock ending that punches the emotional eye with oh, unexpected well. force. That's Next wild. time, Stopover in a Quiet Town. Don't do it! It's a trap! It's a trap! There's a bomb in the episode! Oh, God! Yeah, it was a little Easter egg at the end. The episode yeah. itself is a bomb. Oh, boy. But yeah, so it was Serbia. It was Serbia was the correct answer. Oh, no. <laughs> Belgrade is in Serbia. Are they in Belgrade? Did they say that? Didn't you hear her? Belgrade to London to New York City. No, I didn't hear her. Yeah, hmm. if, if you hear her in the background. Departing from Belgrade. Oh. She London. had the British accent, so I assumed that they were in London. It's a fucking desert. That's Siberia. What is? But Siberia is. Anyway, so be, yes. What? Different place. Never mind. I was referring to what I in the, the filthy twilight zone version. Never mind. I hate you. I just saw it. You fucking dickhead. <laughs> Jansen <laughs> Cumlin. I hate you so much. <laughs> I figured if I change it slightly, you won't notice. <laughs> I didn't. You fucking did it well. Yeah. Um, for me, liwstudios.com. Check out the uh, Twitter, LIW, the TZ Review. And speaking of, let me read off a couple of our uh, Twilight Zone tweets here. Yeah, for me, oh. it's phoenixisacunt.com. So, uh, at Cat Benny's, who's been following us from the beginning, it says they, you know, the both episodes have a stupid ending. Um, I can't really disagree there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Mark. Uh, yeah, Mark Zickery Jr. Um, agrees with you. Jay Parashini wrote, uh, two of my three favorite episodes of season five, these two are. Stop over in this one. Oof. He also says, the fifth of Minute of Phantoms is the other. Oh, no. No. You're trolling. You're trolling. That is a troll job. He, he's older than he us. Uh, that episode's fucking terrible. Um, I'm sorry. That I hate yeah, that episode. That's love, one of the worst ones in the whole love, series. Love Cat and Mouse of... of uh, uh, JR scene, so the uh, Jeopardy room on the train, uh, Centerville for the next episode, Spooky and Quiet Town. Okay, yeah, it's uh, I don't, I couldn't disagree with the man more. Some this is a weird thing about Twilight Zone. You'll see episodes that you fucking hate, and someone's like, "That's my favorite episode." And you want to be, favorite one, you want you want to be like you fucking idiot, but you're also you're like, okay. he got why, something why out of it. Shit on my dreams. He got something out of it that we didn't. So I kind of appreciate that. Yeah, I don't right, stupid. like. I don't understand what people get out of kick the can. I just can't under fucking stand it. I don't get it. I don't either. So, but so much so that it made it in the fucking movie. I don't get it. Silence and silences. <coughs> a frog in my throat. Sorry. Silence and silences is so stupid. I didn't even make a, a filthy version of it. It did it on its own. Mm. I, I liked it. Well, Adam, you have great seamanship, so that's why. LAWstudios.com, LAWTZ Review. Anybody else? RaceLostFlix.com. In clockwise order. Oops. You said anybody uh, else. Red Dragons Radio. I'm still going to hit the plug button, but, you know, whatever. Oh, well, I didn't know what you were. Okay. Plug time. Jensen wishes to plug, apparently, RedDragonsRadio.com. Adam wishes no. to plug Raiders of the Lost Flicks.com and yes. on YouTube for movie reviews and pop culture discussions. Frank wishes to get plugged in a Hampton and for hours and hours. Oh, and also in the Sports Car Podcast, Way Off Topic Radio Podcast. Phoenix wishes to plug LIWstudios.com for all of our videos and podcasts from Loitering in Wonderland. Send us your Twilight Zone thoughts in writing or audio to loiteringinwonderland at gmail.com or tweet us at LIW the TZ Review. 
We will read and or play them on the podcast next time. No, we won't. Until next time, and in the meantime, I am Phoenix West, joined by Frank Links, Adam Wilcox, and Jansen Carlin. So long, citizens. Shut off the fucking podcast now. I'd, I'd like to plug Pornhub.com. They're giving away free memberships. And that was the yeah. obsolete room. Break time. Who has a who has a deuce? Free memberships from Pornhub. It's free. I got it. Just saying. <laughs> Rick and Morty had a had a line in a recent episode where he's like. Who, who, Rick's making fun of Morty for having a Pornhub account. He's like, what if you find you're a, a girlfriend who's in the weird shit you are and it takes your relationship to a new level? And he's like, no, no, get it. Stop. I get it. So you could be watching pegging videos non, nonstop here, Frank. Oh, fuck. Did you just say it one time only? It happened a few times, didn't it? Uh, no, it only happened once. I just went along with it. Yeah. It was only one point. All right, I'm going to go potty. Yeah, and it was almost 15 years ago, Phoenix. <laughs>